We'll talk about that today. So there is plenty, and I do mean plenty to get to. And uh, Brian Bell uh, of China Spring High School is going to join us. Uh, his team with a huge win, and, and they're one of those nine teams that advance on to the uh, advance on to the uh, to the state champion uh, to the. Uh, the the uh, regional championship round, so we'll get to that uh, with Brian. And I mean, they they got a big win over Carthage. What a huge win that was for the program. That region, that entire region's just unbelievable. So, again, eight high school UIL teams, one Taps team still playing as we move into the first weekend in December, and uh, that's that's pretty impressive stuff too. So, and then of course the grab bag. Uh, whatever we don't get to in all of our other segments, we'll try to pile into one quick segment at the end of the show and touch base on that. So, plenty to do today, Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us as we move into a a, a Monday morning. Let's go ahead and check our weather forecast this morning and the weather. Uh, This morning brought to you by Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home, Waco's leading funeral home since 1925. They're located at 6101 Bosque Boulevard. You can check out Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home at whbfamily.com. That's whbfamily.com. a little help from new appliances at the Home Depot. Because warm wishes won't roast that turkey. You'll want a new convection oven for that. An air fryer will help make the season light and delicious. And while you're at it, consider a new LG or Samsung fridge that's big enough to hold all kinds of Christmas cheer. Make the holidays yours with the season's best savings on top appliances at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. High pressure continues to be the main story for our work week with warming temperatures today with a high of 71. Plenty of sunshine filters in tomorrow with even warmer conditions. We're looking at a high tomorrow of 74. Mostly sunny skies for your Wednesday as well with a high of 76. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It was that tweet that I sent out of Lincoln Riley kicking a field goal to make it 66-33 at the end of that game against Baylor in 2018. Aaron, that thing has now been shared close to 6,000 times. Through various sources, I understand now that uh, Matt Rule enjoyed the tweet. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. 
The perfect gift for that special someone on your Christmas list can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They are your one stop for rustic furniture for both home and office, saddles for adults and children, gold and silver jewelry, cowhides for area rugs and decorations, and guns from brand names Smith & Wesson, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Merry Christmas from Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel & Company, New York. Each piece a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. Seven ten. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Monday morning, plenty to get to, and let's dive right into it here this morning as uh, we get uh, as we get uh, get going here. Ward, the uh, the Cowboys. Uh, I'm sorry, the the Bears with the win Saturday, twenty seven twenty four over Texas Tech. And first of all, you tip your hat to the Red Raiders. They came in and played Saturday. And a couple of times you you, you kind of got the feeling, okay, a play or two, they're a play or two away. The, the, the Bears are a play or two away from really putting this thing away. But Texas Tech wouldn't go away. I mean, they hung in there and they fought hard and, and, and played well. You know, I guess that's what you get when you have, you know, nothing to lose. You come in and it's just you play as loose as you possibly can. Uh, I, I think also naming Sonny Cumbie as the offensive coordinator – Gave them a little bit of a jolt because he's well liked with that team, and they played hard for him. So they continue to play. That you know, some of the question marks are starting to be answered. So there's several factors there for to give them an opportunity to play well. And you know, and again, it's not hard to get up for one of the best teams in the Big Twelve. You know, <laughs> and I talked. And I, last week we I did a one on one with with Dave Aranda. And first of all. Uh, have you heard Dave Aranda to Oklahoma yet? Have not. Okay, I haven't either. But, you know, hang on tight. It's coming. Holy moly. Every job opening in America his name is associated mm -hmm. with right now. He is a hot ticket. Uh, I, I just, you know, two things that came out of that 101 is, number one, he talked about, uh, you know, he talked about dedication and commitment and just how important those things are to him. I would be shocked, shocked if if he's not – on the sidelines next fall here in Waco, Texas. I, you, I, sometimes when you hear guys say it, you know, it's you, you, what's the old term, lip service? Mm -hmm. I don't get that with him. 
when he says this is where he wants to be, I, I truly believe that. So uh, w- we'll see how it all goes and how it all unfolds. And again, you, we don't have concrete evidence, but you certainly hear a, that uh, that Baylor and Coach Aranda are working on an extension, which <laughs> after 10-2 and two and a trip to the Big 12 championship, you should. And so that's kind of where that thing is right now. But in my conversation with him last week, he, we talked about going for it on fourth down, right? And and he said there was a system that they use and there's a person that they contact, that they communicate with and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to go back to the end of the – late in the fourth quarter with Baylor with Baylor up 27-24. They have a drive that, that stalls down around the five, I think. And it was fourth and four. They needed to get to the one or something. Anyway, and they went for it. They didn't get it. Gave the ball back to Tech with no timeouts, and Tech went down and lined up to kick a field goal. And your 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 Red Raider kicker, he's pretty handy since he hadn't missed a field goal all season mm-hmm. and hit one for sixty two for a game winner. I'm thinking, okay, I don't care what the book says about going for it on fourth down. There I'm getting points. I'm making it a six-point game. I'm going to kick off, give them the ball to 25, and make them go the length of the field for a touchdown. But that's not what the Bears elected to do. And, uh, again, we're an eyelash away because it was plenty long. It was just off to the left. And I don't know if you saw the highlight, but the snap was just about over the holder's head. He had to go up the ladder to catch it, get it back down, and put it on, you know, and put it on the ground, and in, for the kicker to kick the football. We all know that in in football, particularly extra, those extra points and field goals, the mechanics have to be nearly flawless for the thing to be executed correctly, and it wasn't. So I don't know if that caused him to push that ball off to the left, but it did slightly. Well, but sure, it makes him panic a little bit. Well, you, but I'm telling you, you look at the highlight uh, of that of that kick and. Uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, one of the sportscasters for one of the local television stations showed it to me while we were waiting for the press the post game press conference to begin. It was three quarters up the upright, so it was plenty long. It was just off to the left. So, anyway, after the game, Dave Aranda discussed the victory for for the Bears in their tenth win of the season. It was a gritty win. I'm proud of our, our senior class. You know, I, th- I think of. Uh, just everything they've been through, you know, the, the real highs and then the lows and then, you know, almost their their career just defined by change, you know, and um, just way, way different change, too, you know. And so um, and then I guess choices. So, like, you know, there's choices that they've made that uh, got us to this point, you know, a choice to uh, come back, uh, you know, th- for this year, a choice to believe and uh, trust you know yet another group of coaches and so um, I think of those guys right away and then you know I I think the week that we had was hard you know whether it was we didn't have school so there's some distraction Uh, we had really struggling through the flu we had about 20 guys out uh, at some point during the week got majority of them back on Thursday but that was kind of their first day and then, you know, with Thanksgiving and everything else, there's just uh, to kind of keep it the you know eyes on the front side and front side on the target, I think, was a, was a fight. And identified it pretty early. And I think um, we've all talked about how this is something that is um, 
that we can be better at is something that we're not the best at right now in terms of just focusing and and uh, eliminating distractions and all of it. And so was a was an anxious week because it had a feeling this game would be like this based upon the practices that we were having. And so I'm glad that we fought through it. Fall through it and got it done, but I'm telling you, Tech makes a heck of a run at the end of uh, in, in the fourth quarter. Their last three possessions go touchdown, touchdown, miss field goal, and those touchdowns were uh, well, they were uh, they were things of beauty for for the Red Raiders. Yeah, no, I think defensively there's um, there w- one was a tempo tempo where they're both really kind of tempo calls. Um, so one one was a tempo call, and we have an automatic that we go to. And uh, I think we have, you know, we have 11 guys playing, and I think uh, nine of them went to that certain automatic, and there's two that did not. And that's where the ball went. And then I think, um, you know, there's a corner pressure versus a tight end delay screen, which is really kind of a a perfect call per that defense. Mm -hmm. And then um, so it's a bad situation to begin with, but – you know, as we converge to it and get on the scene, we want to be able to send it back. As And we went underneath blocks and just gave him a, uh, a yellow brick road to the to the thing. And so, you know, um, a lot of improvement with that. You know, when things get tough and, mo- and way competitive, that is when we want to be at our best. And I think defensively there's some there's some uh, to be desired in that in that space. Dave Aranda talking about the defense and obviously thinking that, that there was a couple of busts. One was a bust, and the other was just a perfect play call. Uh, but uh, it was interesting, Ward, at the end of the game, in that fourth quarter, as we mentioned, for, for Tech, touchdown, touchdown, and then the missed field goal. And they did it in a hurry. Minute 54, 20 seconds, minute 18. Baylor's last four drives went 631, 627, 4:30 and 5:17, miss field goal, field goal, touchdown, and then as I pointed out, uh, they uh, they turned the ball over on downs when they didn't pick up the uh, the fourth down. But they they ate up a lot of clock, it, it, and it was a while. You know, I talked to you Saturday, and I said, "Have you ever seen a game where in the where a Texas Tech team in the first quarter had thrown three footballs? Three. It's been a long, long time." Three, three Ford passes by the Red Raiders in the first quarter. One of three for 11 yards. And, and, <laughs> and Abram Smith, who, you know, who's, look, we're in, just played the 12th game. And, and again, as uh, Dave Aranda pointed out last week, you know, a lot of these guys with nicks and bruises. But Abram Smith had, had four carries that netted two yards in the first quarter. Four carries that netted two yards. And I'm telling you right now, Tech did not want him running the football. And, I, you know, here's a guy that's in the top ten in the country and running the football. And he, uh, he had 117 yards, but he only averaged 3.9 a carry, where he normally is up around six yards a carry. So Baylor's run game was not what it needed to be. And I think with the backup quarterback in there, Tech said, hey, look, throw the football, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because we're, we're coming downhill in a hurry. So it was an interesting game. It was, uh, it was a game in which, you know, the Bears had to fight like mad to, at the end to win the football game, and they did. 
and that gets him to 10. And then you had the Bedlam thing. That's another bizarre deal. I mean, if if I tell you that Oklahoma State's going to gift wrap nine points to Oklahoma, a safety, and then a muff on a punt, nine freebies in that football game, don't you think Oklahoma wins? You would think, but they – Didn't happen. Boy, I mean, it – it went south in a hurry for Oklahoma, and they they could not get it done on the offensive side of the ball until late in the game. Then they started having a little bit of success, but it was too little too late. I mean, it's just I, – I, I haven't seen an Oklahoma team in a long time really crater like that. I mean, they had one gift wrap for them by Oklahoma State, and – they couldn't take advantage of it. Now, look, part of that's Oklahoma State's defense played really well yep. after they got locked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it that had something to do with it. But, yeah, that was that was bizarre Saturday night. What you say? <laughs> you know what you say about their program? They being Oklahoma when when you go ten and two, and you're disappointed. <laughs> it says you have a pretty good program. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that's the case. Yeah, it is. That's the case. I mean, you know, they're thinking eleven to one and and off to the uh, Big Twelve title game, but they go ten and two and they're disappointed. So interesting, they're devastated. Yeah. Uh and the other the other key ingredient again, the Bears with two turnovers yesterday. Do you realize that that's twenty consecutive football games that the the Bears have forced a turnover? That defensive unit is that's something special. It's 20, turned around. 20 consecutive football games in which they've turned they have forced a turnover. And, and look, that led to points uh Saturday. So it, it you know, good stuff from that from that perspective. But yeah, sure. at, at the end of the game, I was uh I was a little nervous because I'm like, kick the field goal, go up thirty to twenty four, please. Uh you know, that, that that came with a minute and 18 to go uh, in the football game. And then, because Tech was out of timeouts. Mm-hmm. They were totally, you know, so they were going to have to go score. And you knew that they didn't have to. Look, if they got the football to the 40 in a three-point game, uh, that's He's going to try it. Well, heaven's yes, he's going to try because the guy can make it. He's already, he's already proved that. And there was a, there was a crosswind that was – into and across Tech, but that didn't matter. That ball was three quarters up the way, up the upright. That would have been good from sixty. He just didn't get it through the through the through the pipes. So, and, and the Bears win at twenty seven twenty four, and uh, and now they're ten and two. I mean, and when you stop and think about that, they had gone. Look, there's only been a hand up, up until recently. There's only been a handful of ten win seasons, in uh, Baylor. Okay, for ex- Baylor's reached ten wins for the sixth time in the last eleven seasons. It's it's also the seventh ten win season program history. So until this this late run of of ten win seasons, they'd only had it once, mm-hmm. only once. But now that now it's their uh, their sixth in the last eleven seasons, and. With that in mind, a perfect seven and zero at home, and and you look at that schedule, and, and see who they beat in Waco, and, and tell me that in July you were saying they were going to go seven and zero. No, none of us did, and if you did, you were lying. Okay, thank you. You you are. I mean, come on. 
I didn't want to call somebody that, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> it's the fact. There's no way you were predicting a perfect set. Look, you were two and seven. Questions all over the place about the offense. How long would it take them to learn this new, this new offense? The offensive line had struggled. I thought they were going to have to scratch and claw just to get bowl eligible. Well, that's what a lot of people thought. A lot I mean, of people I really thought. Did. You know, some thought, you know what, if if, if things fall well, you, you could get to seven, you know. But, you know, yeah, getting – and look, this team just got out and got – and even after week one, after you played Texas State and it's 29 to 20 and you're like, mm, that wasn't real – that wasn't just – you know, that, was, that wasn't one of those where you go in there and just – Take a paddle to them and and you know and 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 let them know that we're in charge here. It, that is not how that game went at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's a victory, and that's what we talked about then. Is you know what? When you get to December, you're not going to go back and look and go, okay, style points. Nope. You either win them or you lose them. That's all that matters, and that's all that matters. So, uh, look, it was uh, it was an impressive impressive ten and two season. And now they get to play for a Big 12 championship against Oklahoma State. And you wonder, you wonder, Ward, what state of mind Oklahoma State will be in after winning Bedlam for, what, just the third time in 17 years or something to that effect. Got to get their motor running again. And that's going to be hard. That's not going to be easy. But it also, you know, look, this is a good football team. And I, I feel like Mike Gundy will tighten down the screws. One thing, you know, that, that he'll have that defense ready to play, and defense travels. So, you know, that's that's going to be a plus for them. And, you know, same thing for Baylor. Defense travels. So, they, you know, this could be a – instead of the shootout that we normally talk about in the Big 12, this could be a 6-3 to three ball game. Who knows? I'm telling you, I don't think it's a shootout. I, I don't either. I just, here on Monday, I may change my mind before it's all said and done, but – Today, I'm looking and going, you know what? These are two of the better defenses mm-hmm. in the conference. Uh, you, you, you know, <laughs> you better strap it on tight, you know. And who plays quarterback for Baylor on Saturday will be another question. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll try to get those answers a little later on today when we visit with uh, Dave Aranda and, uh, and visit with him. So, we'll see. Uh, that press conference coming up uh, a little later on today. And, of course, John Morris will have the press conference in its entirety this afternoon around 3 o'clock. Hey, from the uh, CNC Collision Center text line, our from the 903, happy Monday, gentlemen. Uh, while I'm extremely thankful for Baylor to be playing for a Big 12 title, the petty side of me is also thankful uh, for UT and OU starting this season by saying we are too good for the Big 12 and uh, then the Big 12 saying, you're not good enough for us. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, I'm not real sure Lincoln Riley thought that. He sure did bail. Yep, he's, he's out. Uh, says that he was looking for a challenge. And I'm thinking the transition. He's, he's looking to get away from the SEC is what he's looking. Uh, yeah, the, the transition to the SEC would have been a challenge. But, well, yeah, uh, you think? <laughs> so. We'll see. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. What else do we got going? Oh, we're going to talk to Jerry Hill of the uh, Baylor Bear Insider. We'll uh, we'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Ryan in the gun. Only heard here. Back, stands, whips the ball down the right side, broken up, bobble, 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 intercepted. All season. Anthony Brown. 
tipped, he reached in, he tapped it, he tipped it up, he tapped it back. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. Live from the Caesars Superdome. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Don't miss the Cowboys and the Saints Thursday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Richard Carr, we give you more. New cars and trucks are coming. New car inventory is low, but GM has just announced they will release a steady flow of vehicles through the fall. Now is the time to get on Richard Carr's inbound vehicle list. Choose your inbound vehicle. Get on the list and get your car or truck first. Call Richard Carr Motors and go online to choose your inbound vehicle today. Go to richardcarr.com for details. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Slam Duck Benefits at First Central Credit Union. Tip off with free checking that pays cash, less fees, great rates, quick local loans, easy online applications, a free mobile app, secure remote control cards, 24-7 deposits, and more services at our ATMs, and a free new member t-shirt. Join today at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Everything we do, we do for you. Eligibility and application requirements apply. Member NCUA. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. At CMC Auto Group, we have always strived to carry the highest quality pre-owned inventory in town. All vehicles serviced, checked out, oil changed, and ready to drive daily. At CMC Auto Group, Central Texans are our customers, and Central Texans are who we strive to please. Great local financing available with incredibly low interest rates. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. Ian and Claire, tell them where. CMCAutoGroup.com Say habla espanol. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. Baylor and Oklahoma State will meet in the Big 12 Championship game this Saturday. The Cowboys won the regular season meeting in Stillwater 24-14. The Oklahoma Sooners are searching for a new head football coach. Lincoln Riley has been hired at USC after posting a 55-10 record in five years leading Oklahoma. Michigan's win over Ohio's State has vaulted the Wolverines into second in the latest AP college football poll behind number one Georgia, Cincinnati's three, Alabama's four, and Oklahoma State five. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Baylor, and Oregon finish out the top ten. The Houston Texans fell to two and nine with a 21-14 loss to the Jets. Tonight in the NFL, Washington hosts Seattle. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. At 731, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are brought to you this morning in part by Good Feet, the Central Texas Marketplace. And we're joined now by the Director of Sports Journalism and from the Baylor Bear Insider. We say hello to Jerry Hill. First question, maybe the most important question of the day. Yes, sir. Jerry, I saw on Twitter you were dancing. Now, was that a replay or was that a live a new new edition of the little dance? Oh, that was the new edition. Um, so hang on. So stop, 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 stop. Why weren't we invited? That's where we got to go next. Well, I got to tell you, Tommy, this was probably, I think, I'm trying to remember if there was another time where I actually had an audience, but I did that night because it was like all of the SIDs came in there. Max Calderon is the one who, who right, usually right. used the least this year. But, um, yeah, we had the whole crew in there. So I, 
I got to say, I was a little nervous. I'm sure you could tell that with my dance wasn't as good. Maybe, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on Twitter yeah, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. And I just, I went, first of all, I was laughing. And then secondly, yeah. I went, hang on just a second. Hang we didn't on. get to see this live. Did, did not get the invitation. No, I, I was, I, and I started checking my phone to see. Yeah. <laughs> did I miss yeah. something? So, anyway. <laughs> Uh, Jerry, it was a heck of a weekend for Baylor athletics. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't want to. We we don't want basketball to get left behind here. But right. well, let's start with football. Uh, what a win for the Bears to get to ten. Yeah, and it wasn't easy. Nope. Um, you know, I don't know that you know any of us really thought it would be. Although you know the way Tech had struggled, I you know I thought you know Baylor would get a comfortable lead and kind of put it away, but they never did. You know, you went up 17-3, and you're thinking, okay, now they're, now they're going to take care of business. But, mm-hmm. you know, and then even in the second half, you went up 10 a couple times and just, again, just couldn't put them away. So, uh, you know, kudos to Tech because, I, you know, those guys surely could have, you know, just mailed it in this and that, but uh, they came to play. Uh, you know, I could tell that right away. Um, yeah, Baylor scored on the third play from scrimmage, but, you know, like I said, those guys just kept fighting. So, yeah, it was a very hard-fought win, and like I said, I give Tech a lot of credit for the way they play. A couple of thoughts here. Uh, number one, give me your thoughts on the running game. Uh, Abram Smith, who averages nearly six yards a carry, was under four yards per carry uh, against the Red Raiders. Yeah, I mean, they were very clear that they were, you know, kind of loading the box, um, you know, geared to stop the run. And, and uh, you know, Abram finally got it going. I mean, it mm-hmm. was forever when, when he just had, like, nothing. You know, but he finally broke, uh, you know, a decent run and kind of got it going, um, you know, in the third and fourth quarter. But, uh, yeah, halftime, uh, you know, I don't even remember what the running numbers were, but uh, Baylor did not run the ball hardly at all or, or well, at least, in the first half. So, and that was kind of where you got that lull. You know, Baylor gets out to the 10 nothing lead, and then I think it was two or three possessions where you got nothing. So, um, you know, they did get it going and, and, and finished with 180 yards. I know that's not what they typically average, but, uh, you know, and, and Abram had another 100-yard game. That's his 800-yard game this season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he didn't have the running success that you'd like to have. But, I, again, I, I think it, it did just enough, and it opened up, you know, some uh, passing lanes as well. you got you got to stay with the run, and, and that's one thing that Grimes has done. He's He's been very consistent. Even when it's not working just right, he sticks with it, and you know, and, and you'll break one or two here. And, and 180 yards in a game is not bad. They didn't average what they typically do, but they they still had a pretty good game. Yeah, we were we were looking at the numbers and thought, you know, because I, I I thought at times I thought that was a, it was a strange type game. I mean, you looked mm-hmm. at the end of the first quarter. Abram had four carries for two yards, and Texas yep. Tech had thrown three forward passes. Three. Yeah. Texas yeah. Tech, yeah. three forward passes in the first quarter. <laughs> That's crazy. <clears throat> and you're right. I mean, uh, they they weren't passing it. I mean, it did seem just completely odd because you think about Tech and what they typically do, you know, just the wild, wide-open offense. And, yeah, they had thrown three passes and hadn't done very well with them. So, um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was. It was kind of a weird game that just – I don't know that you ever got a good rhythm for it. Right. Okay, so w- we know and we've heard and we understand uh, where they're coming from when it goes when it comes to uh, fourth down and, 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 and their their willingness to, to go for it on fourth down. But 
at the end of the game, (laughs) you're up three. Your opponent has no timeouts. Man, I'm thinking kick a field goal, go up six, and make them go score a touchdown because they have a pretty decent kicker on the other sideline. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, you know, it looked like it was going to come back to bite them. Um, You know, obviously, you know, Garibay is, you know, automatic, basically. I mean, he had kicked, uh, including the one that he kicked against Baylor uh, Saturday, he was 13 for 13 for the year. And I believe he had missed one extra point, but I'm guessing it was blocked. I don't know. I I even asked Don Williams that, their their beat writer, and he couldn't remember. So he had missed one kick all year. And, and you kind of thought that, that he was going to make that. Now, Tom, back to your deal. Um, I think it's – and he answered it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. their DNA. It's what they do. Right. And, and if you go against that, you know, what does that say to your I – think, I think he's worried about kind of what that message sends to the players because, you know, they've done it all year. They're now 22 of 32 on fourth downs. And, and you look at the results of, you know, what – what they've given up after they missed and then, you know, what they've produced with those makes and, and certainly the percentages have been with them. And, you know, and I think, uh, you know, their defensive player made a great play. If, if Shapen, you know, completes the pass out to Abram Smith in the flat, maybe a touchdown, but at least it's a first down. So yeah, it was, uh, I, I don't think it was a roll of the dice because it is what they do. Um, but yeah, you're right. It almost came back to bite them because they had no timeouts. And if you go up six, then they've got to go the distance with no timeouts and and have to score a touchdown instead of a field goal. With the offense playing as well as it did and the defense, we kind of knew that it was going to be where it was. Did anybody predict a 10-win season from this team? (laughs) Um, Ward, I don't even know if there's anybody in that football office that would have predicted 10 wins. I'll be honest with you because – you know, you think about how last year went and, you know, it's not like you went out and, you know, completely reloaded or, you know, made a whole bunch of, I mean, I think the big deal was the offensive staff change. I think that, you know, has made the biggest difference. Uh, but no, I don't think anybody would have predicted 10 wins. And you think about going seven and zero at McLean against who you played, you know, that's the thing. I mean, it wasn't like you, you know, were playing, poor sisters of the whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they played a great home schedule. BYU, Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State, West Virginia. I mean, they played the best of the best and beat them all. So, I, I you know, it's, it is – it has been an amazing turnaround. Coach Aranda's done a great job, you know, Grimes and his staff, and then Ron Roberts and the defense. I mean, I think, you know, they did not have their best day Saturday, um, but they've done it all year. Jerry – the 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 totality of the Big Twelve has just been fun to watch. I mean, there have been years where you're okay, it's those couple of guys and then the rest. But this year, you you really did not have a clue how a game was going to turn out at any level, any point in the conference season. And I thought it made for fun football. I did too, and and you know, I mean, really, I think about the only you know the most or the closest to just consistency and you know, kind of playing it exactly how you thought that would be Oklahoma State because, mm-hmm. you know, their one loss was on the road at Iowa State, and they beat everybody else. So I, I think Oklahoma State might have been the one exception to that. Um, but, yeah, you know, everybody – I mean, Baylor losing to TCU, uh, Texas losing to Kansas again. Um, just everything that happened – and you're right. I mean, you didn't know week to week. I mean, you can look at the Las Vegas odds. 
and all of that, but you really didn't know who was going to win. And, and there were a lot of those weeks where it was like, wait a minute, everybody you thought would win lost. So yeah, it was that kind of year and it was fun. You're right. I mean, I think that's the kind of, that's the fun year that you want out of the big 12. And, and uh, you know, again, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun for years to come with the ones coming in. With that win for Oklahoma State on Saturday night, now the Bears get another shot at Oklahoma State. Is that something that bodes in their favor, you think? You know, I think Ward, that they definitely wanted that. Um, I, you know, the way Oklahoma State's playing and, and you know, what they've done, it, it's going to be hard, obviously, to beat them. They're the best in the Big 12. You know, they won the regular season championship, and, and, and they are – definitely playing the best they've got a shot to get into the college football playoffs now the way everything is gone um i I think it's set up you know where if 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 bama loses to georgia in the sec game and oklahoma state wins i think they've got a good they're sitting there at five i don't know what the you know rankings will be uh tuesday night but they're sitting there at five in the polls so i i I really think if, if they win um and and bama loses that they're they're in the four which would make for uh, an interesting uh, little scenario. But uh, in the meantime, there's a team here in Waco that wants to spoil that little, right, that little situation. Right. Uh, and, again, Jerry, this, this team's going in, and, and that's, that's got to be their mindset is, hey, we're playing yeah. for a championship. To heck with everybody else. That's right. They don't uh, – you know, you can say Big 12 party lines and you want Oklahoma State to get there. Baylor doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Baylor wants to win. Baylor wants to lift that trophy. Baylor wants to win the Big 12 title. You know, this would be, you know, just their third Big 12 championship in the history of the league. So, you dang right, they're going to go out there and try to win and 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 I I do think this is the matchup they wanted. I mean, if you would have if you would have picked on October 2nd after you lost to Oklahoma State, um who would you like to play in in the Big 12 championship game? You would have said Oklahoma State because you want another shot at them. Because you didn't play your best game at Stillwater, but now you don't have to play them in Stillwater. You got them, uh, you know, at AT and T Stadium, and and you've got them indoors, basically. So, yeah, I think this is exactly the matchup you wanted, and I think they will definitely go in motivated. They're not gonna, they're not gonna care that oh well, we just cost the Big Twelve. No, they're mm. going to win a Big Twelve championship, and and with it, I, I and the way everything is set up, Tommy, I think they're probably going to wind up in the Sugar Bowl regardless. Uh, you know, unless Oklahoma State doesn't get in the playoff, but I, I but I think that's kind of what you're playing. I think you're playing for the Big 12 championship, nothing else. You don't you don't even care about the other bowls or anything. You just want to win that Big 12 championship. But you brought up the bowls, and let's, yeah. let's yeah. so if let's let's say for some reason that the committee doesn't do a very good job, boy, that'd be a surprise, wouldn't it? Right. Uh, but uh, right, let's, no, that's not going to happen. No, never. Uh, but let's say that they don't, and let's say Oklahoma State for whatever reason. Yeah ends up uh, is the Big 12 champion and ends up in the Sugar yeah. Bowl. Would that then send Baylor to the Alamo, you think? Or would that send them to the Cheez-It? Or wh- wh- where would they go, in your opinion? I I think I could be wrong, Tom. I think if it's a close game and Baylor loses, I still think they've got a chance at a near six bowl because of their ranking. You know, if they're, I, I don't know that they'll, you know, because I wouldn't think they would fall a whole lot unless they, you know, just really get beat. Uh, if it's a tight game and and you know they're sitting there at ten and three, I I think they're still got a good shot at a New Year's Six Bowl, which would send them to the Fiesta, Fiesta. Bowl if mm-hmm. if Oklahoma State. So I, I still think there's a good. They would not go. I don't think they would fall as far as the Cheez It Bowl. I think you're either talking about. I think you're probably talking about New Orleans, uh, you know, the Fiesta Bowl or the Alamo Bowl. I think the Alamo Bowl right now is probably 
your worst option, but it's not. I mean, that's a really good option. So I, I think Baylor's positioned really well. And like I said, if you go out and take care of business, you're back uh, You're back in New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. And you're buying dinner. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of take care of business, Scott Drew and his basketball team take, a, I guess, an okay trip. But they also uh, keep playing really good basketball right now. Yeah, and I, I really thought they might have been – you know, they're playing their third game in three days, and I really thought they might have been at their best, you know, against Michigan State in the championship game because that's – you know, I know Michigan State was not ranked at the time, but that's a really good Michigan State team. And and, and I, I don't remember if we talked about it, Tommy, but, um, you know, it's become the point now where Baylor beat Michigan State. Well, that's what they're supposed to do. Now, that used to be a really big deal – if Baylor basketball could beat Michigan State. And I still think it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah that's, absolutely. That's, that's where you've gotten to, though. That That's how good Baylor is now. And they are the defending national champion. But it's like a ho-hum. Baylor won the battle for Atlantis. David Kay was talking about this actually that night because he did get back after the game. And, and he said, you know, that in, in 16 it was such a big deal. It was the first time you won that kind of tournament. And you beat the teams you did, and it was so big. And this year it was like, yes, it's a great accomplishment, but it's almost like this is what you were supposed to do. And the one thing that I took out of it, and I know that this is a talented group, and I know that those freshmen are incredibly talented and are only going to get better, but the one thing that I, that I kept going back to watching these games and listening to these games is Jerry just how hard this group plays on the defensive end? This is a good defensive basketball team, and I think this has just carried on, Tom. I mean, that's been um, you know their staple. I would go back, you know, to those Elite Eight teams in 2010 and 12, kind of started it, but that was more with the zone. Now they become just a you know an in-your-face, just really annoying defense. And, you know, man-to-man and just, you know, really make you work for everything. And you're right. They play so hard on defense. And these are a lot of these guys, like you mentioned, the freshmen in particular, Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan, those are guys that are really highly recruited. And they're guys that have a lot of offensive game. And they're out there just busting their butt on defense. Finally, let's talk about the the, uh, Baylor women. Uh, Look, they didn't play their best half of basketball against – um, Morehead, but uh, they came back in the second half and did it. And then I thought they played really well the rest of the weekend and and uh, go get three uh, in Cancun over the uh, Thanksgiving break. Yeah, I thought it was a great weekend. Um, it was Fordham actually in the uh, Fordham. That's right, not Morehead. Morehead State, see, they played Tuesday. Yep. Just jumping ahead. Um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you, and I thought actually Fordham was was probably the the other the best team they played, other than the other. You know, I I thought. Fordham was the best team there other than Baylor because they they played really well and I believe they beat the other two teams so uh yeah you were down four I believe at Fordham and then you know outscored them like 48 25 in the second half Mm -hmm. uh and then played well in the other two games not great they haven't hit their stride I don't think but you know they're sitting there at six and one and 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 they you know have won three in a row at a again they won three games in three days that's not that's not easy to do and and, I, again, like the men, I think they just kind of took care of business. Uh, you're right. They didn't play their best basketball. And, and I don't think Nikki Collin wants them to play their best basketball yet. I think she wants that to be in March and April. Jerry, we kept you a little longer than we normally do, but there was plenty to get to. We appreciate your time today. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Y'all hey, you know day. what? I'll buy lunch today. 1130. Oh, How think, about that? Hey, one, one other thing real quick. Sorry. Uh-huh. 
um, a, a friend of mine asked me uh, to give an update or what my thought was on Gary Bohannon. I don't think he plays this week, but, you know, the fact that he was actually suited up, you know, in, in throwing and pregame and stuff tells me maybe the ham's not as bad as it, you know, seemed to be or thought to be. So maybe Gary plays this week. I think they protect him and, and play Blake Shapin again. Well, and, he, and here's the other thing about that. Yeah. When, when Blake went down for the one play, Oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't Bo Hannon that was handing off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 11 wasn't nowhere to be found. Yeah, they hit no. his helmet. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was Kyron Drones, true freshman out there playing his first snap. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, hey, what do you got uh, What do you got for us uh, on the uh, Baylor Bear Insider? Well, it'll be a lot of coverage this week, just game coverage and stuff, because we got the volleyball uh, also in the – in the NCAA tournament, they start Thursday and Friday, and then the women's basketball plays Tuesday. And then I think I've got a football game to be at on Saturday, Tommy. I'll check my schedule and see. <laughs> Jerry, as always, it's a pleasure. We'll talk to you Thanks, soon. Guys. See you later. It's uh, Jerry Hill from the uh, Baylor Bear Insider. Uh, it is 749. We are running late. We'll, uh, we'll, i tell you what let's do. Uh, let's talk a second about Circle Drug, locally owned independent pharmacy, your one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical and medical supply needs. Remember, you can go pick it up, and you can do it a million different ways. You can go in, which is what I do because I like to visit with them. You can go to the window. You can go through the drive-thru. They'll bring it out to your car, whatever you, whatever you want, or, heck, they'll deliver it to you. They'll deliver it to your home or your office. Just whatever you need, that's the kind of service you're going to get from Circle Drug at 3211 Robinson Drive. I love, I love the fact that they, they understand, hey, we're working people, and, and sometimes we can't, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning may not work for us. Well, that's why they're open till 6, Monday through Friday, and they're open until 2 on Saturday. Yeah, a lot of us work half a day on Saturday. And so staying open till noon doesn't do us any good, but staying open till two, man, that is, uh, that's just spot on. And that's what Circle Drug does for you. Again, uh, you can also get uh, vaccines at, uh, at Circle Drug. They got walkers and, and, and wheelchairs and they'll, uh, they can do diabetic testing and, and, and supplies there. Look, it's a one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical needs. Great people. Uh, just you're going to love them once you get once, once you get into the flow of Circle Drug, you're never going anyplace else. I promise it's that kind of place. 3211 Robinson Drive. We're talking about our good friends at Circle Drug. Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds beautiful wedding rings and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel and Company, New York. Each piece, a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond. Recently on Game Time. You know, obviously DeMarcus Lawrence left after the first week. Randy Gregory's been in and out. Brent Urban was placed on injured reserve a few weeks ago. Back in the preseason when the Cowboys visited the Arizona Cardinals, they lost defensive tackle Neville Gallimore, who's, you know, clearly the best defensive tackle. And so he hasn't played at all so far this season. That's their starting four. DeMarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, Brent Urban, Randy Gregory. And they have never had all four of them together. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. Baylor and Oklahoma State will meet in the Big 12 Championship game this Saturday. The Cowboys won the regular season meeting in Stillwater 24-14. The Oklahoma Sooners are searching for a new head football coach. Lincoln Riley has been hired at USC after posting a 55-10 record in five years leading Oklahoma. Michigan's win over Ohio's State has vaulted the Wolverines into second in the latest AP college football poll behind number one Georgia, Cincinnati's three, Alabama's four, and Oklahoma State five. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Baylor, and Oregon finish out the top ten. The Houston Texans fell to two and nine with a 21-14 loss to the Jets. Tonight in the NFL, Washington hosts Seattle. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, come on, sing it. KC and the Sunshine Band. You ever seen them? Yes. I have too. Yeah. We saw them, actually, we saw them at Globe Life Park. Really? Yeah. I actually saw them on Fremont Street in Las Vegas one New Year's Eve. Oh, that'd been fun. Oh, it was. Me and about nine gazillion of my my closest <laughs> friends, and that was the only problem I had with the whole thing. I couldn't see Fremont Street because all you saw was people. Uh, Seven fifty-five. We we talk a lot about Baylor and and their win over Tech and and uh, where they're going in the bowl game. We know they're going next week to uh, AT and T, and we'll be there with them uh, for the uh, Big Twelve Championship game right here on your flagship station for. Baylor Athletics. We'll kick it off with our uh, game day live program. 7 a.m. bright and early Saturday morning. Look, I've kind of grown accustomed to these 7 a.m.ers. 
Uh, holy better. smokes. You know, I made fun of our friends in Austin because they, I think Texas had gotten, what, four or five in a row? See what you get? Yeah, that's a little karma, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we are drawing that 11 a.m. kick uh, and a 7 a.m. pregame show. Uh <laughs> Hopefully we have a good breakfast at Texan Live. Five forty-five is when we arrive at the uh, at the stadium. Normally between five forty-five and six to to get everything ready. But anyway, uh, we'll, what time will we pull out of here Saturday morning? Four a.m. I don't know. I think I'd, after the high school game, I would venture over there and stay at Texas Live. Uh, that would be a hotel right there. Hour and a half drive for me. So, yeah, but then you you're there. Yeah, maybe we may do that. I don't know. Seven fifty six. This is uh, let's see. This is a game day live. No, it's not. This is game time. I'm I'm getting confused. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, we happen to have UMHB Crusader football, and they happen to be cooking with Crisco. I mean, they got it done Saturday against a really good. Uh, Birmingham Southern team uh, award in in what forty two to seven and 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 got it done and and uh, and moved and got another home game out of the thing. They did. They earned their way to another home game in the quarterfinals and Linfield coming in uh, and the Wildcats a very good football team. They just beat St. John's, the top ranked team in the in the bracket. So uh, they get it done. They uh, recover the onside kick there at the end, win thirty one twenty eight, and and they were head to Belton. Coming up on next Saturday, but you go back to that Birmingham Southern game and, you know, the defense gets the shutout. The only seven points that are given up are an 89-yard kickoff return by Birmingham Southern, which is something very uncharacteristic that, that you never see from UMHB. But, you know, hats off to that young man making a good move and, and getting down the sidelines and, and making that happen. But then the defense tightened the screws down and got a couple of turnovers and Jefferson Fritz got a, an interception and they were able to – really play good defensively and on the offensive side they started moving the ball pretty well and and getting in the end zone and and overcoming penalties I mean they had one pass interference called on Brandon Jordan which moved them back 15 yards and they do a running play the next play and then they go right back to that same pass down the sidelines well this time it's 63 yards for the touchdown to to Brandon Jordan so the last couple of weeks you have Talked about the offense not really maybe being in perfect sync, mm-hmm. and, and you felt like that they hadn't played their best football. Well, heck, they go out and score forty-two Saturday, so against a good football team, something changed. Yeah, it did. It changed, and and to me, and we'll talk to Coach Fred about this in the press conference, but and on the coaches' show, I'll ask him this as well. But to me, just from afar, this felt like the most complete game that I've seen from UMHB all season long. And, you know, you talk about some big wins and, and some, you know, big margins of victory over the season and, and the comeback win against Harden-Simmons and those type of things. I still feel like from top to bottom, this was the com- biggest complete football game that they played. And, look, that's what you want this time of year, right? So, you know, and look, I, I'm excited about the opportunity to see Linfield come in Linfield's a good football team. I mean, make no mistake about it. They've played them six times, and Linfield owns the record 4-2 to two over UMHB in the playoffs. So, wow. it could be interesting on Saturday at noon. 
High noon, 11.30 pregame over on uh, our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. And, again, we'll have Baylor on uh, ESPN Central Texas beginning with the uh, the pregame. Our game day live program at 7, the tailgate show at 9, and then John, J.J., and Ricky a little after 11 o'clock. All right, it is uh, 7.58. We're a couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock. We're going to talk with Ryan Aber from the uh, Oklahoman. Uh, Lincoln Riley, if you uh, just joined us, Lincoln Riley leaving the Sooners and headed to SC out on the left coast. And we'll talk to Ryan about that next here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's Denver Jack of Baylor Athletics on the Monday, Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including Baylor football, closing the regular season with a win over Texas Tech and advancing to the Big 12 championship this Saturday. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football closed the regular season Saturday with a down-to-the-wire 27-24 win over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. For the Bears, they finish at 10-2 on the season. They are 7-2 in Big 12 Conference play. And their win, coupled with Oklahoma State's win over Oklahoma later on Saturday, earns the Bears a spot in the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship game this Saturday opposite Oklahoma State in Arlington. That game slated for an 11 a.m. kickoff Saturday morning between the Bears and the Cowboys. Saturday's game was also Senior Day. Baylor saluting an outstanding senior class of 22 that includes the likes of R.J. Sneed, Tyquan Thornton, Isaac Power, Jalen Petrie, Tristan Ebner, and Terrell Bernard. Here is the All-American linebacker Terrell Bernard talking about the emotion of the day. It's been a journey, man. Um, all those guys that you named, you know, we've been through a lot together. Uh, you know, we spend more time together than we do with our family, so it's been it's been fun. Um, it's crazy that you know it's, it's finally coming to an end, but you know it's been it's been a great experience. Uh, every single one of those guys that you named, you know, become become my brothers and you know be lifelong friends, and you know it's an, an experience that I'll, I'll never trade for anything. Terrell Bernard and the Bears, who finished off senior day with a win over Texas Tech on Saturday, now set to face Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game this Saturday in Arlington. Also from the weekend, Baylor men's basketball closes their run at the Battle for Atlantis with a second championship in the tournament, winning in the final over Michigan State 74-58 the final score. 
And Baylor women's basketball clinches a championship at the Cancun Challenge. They win in their tournament finale over the University of Houston, 75-58 the final score. The Baylor women back in action tomorrow night in the Farrell Center at 7, hosting Moorhead State. And Baylor Volleyball headed into the NCAA Tournament hosting the first two rounds Thursday and Friday. Baylor versus A&M Corpus Christi in the first round Thursday. Northern Colorado and Washington State also headed to Waco for the regional. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm Gian Morris. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. We're joined now by Ryan Aber from the uh, Oklahoma newspaper. And, Ryan, first of all, thank you so much. We know uh, when these things happen, uh, it gets incredibly chaotic and busy for you, and we appreciate <laughs> your time, to, to say the least. Uh, look, he, he, Lincoln Riley was emphatic. He wasn't going to LSU, and he's 100% correct. He wasn't going to LSU. But uh, did you see the USC thing brewing uh, on Saturday night? You know, not really. We heard it brought up just a little bit, but wasn't something, honestly, that was uh, really on my radar or I think a lot of the folks that, that cover this beach radar. So uh, pretty surprised yesterday when all that, uh, that word started trickling out. I guess it was about 2 o'clock that, Lincoln Riley was on his way to USC, but uh, you know that that's exactly what he's doing, and it appears like he's taking uh, a, a big chunk of his staff with him. As uh, me and a couple other guys saw at the airport, uh, I'd say bright and early this morning, but it wasn't bright even, so uh, it was still completely dark when uh, Riley pulled out of town and headed to LA. When you heard the news come down and he spoke to the team, I've I've heard different reports that he only spent just like a minute with the team and said, hey, by the way, I'm out of here, and he walked out of the room. It, it, do you know how that all went down? Yeah, my understanding was it was a, a, a pretty quick uh, and tense uh, meeting where Lincoln Riley uh, told the team that he was going. I know there were some players who were really fired up and expressed their frustrations both then and afterwards. Uh, and I don't think anybody really saw this coming, including, I think, some of the assistants that are going with him. It uh, all came together, at least publicly, uh, really quick. I don't think there's any way that it happened as quickly as, you know, a lot of these people are, are talking about and that, you know, Lincoln Riley hadn't talked to anybody at USC until after the Bedlam game, which I guess might be technically true. But clearly this had been uh, brewing for a while, but there were people, including those really close to Riley, who had no clue it was uh, about to come up. Yeah, but you're right. Somebody behind the scenes is talking to somebody. at thir- I mean, there's no way that they pulled that together in, in, what, less than four hours, five hours? Yeah, it just it's, it's just completely unfeasible to think that uh, it could happen like that. And, you know, USC fired their coach in early September. Uh, you know, clearly they were doing uh, groundwork, laying the groundwork for, for this, you know, not saying that Lincoln Riley is the guy that they zeroed in on just immediately, but, you know, clearly this had been working for a while. You know, like I said, maybe technically nobody from USC talked to Lincoln Riley until after the Bedlam game, but technically is all it is for sure. 
What do you think are some of the outlying factors for Lincoln Riley to turn tail and head to USC? Other than I understand the job, I, I get that. But do you think that the move to the SEC really fired him up that much? Oh, I think there's uh, little doubt that at least on its face, that's what it appears like, that he didn't want to uh, coach in the SEC. I'm sure there were some other uh, factors there. You know, when he uh, came aboard, OU's athletic department was uh, very stable with uh, David Bourne and Joe Castiglione uh, in place as the, the president and AD. Uh, you know, Joe Castiglione is still there, but the president shifted over a couple times in the last couple of years, although I think they've gotten back to some stability there and Joe Harris. But I, I think that there was, uh, you know, things that Lincoln Riley wanted changed within the athletic d- department, whether that was, you know, additional uh, support staff and analysts, things like that, uh, NIL money, uh, you know, uh, things along uh, those lines that he wanted uh, to upgrade it. And he looked over at USC and saw that they're modernizing some of the things that they've done out there. And, uh, you know, I think clearly that's a program that's sort of been a sleeping giant in a lot of ways over the last, uh, what, decade plus. So decided to go ahead and, and make the jump uh, now, but certainly a surprising move for Lincoln Riley. OU turns to Bob Stoops to coach the bowl game, and, and I would suspect he's also there to kind of settle things down and kind of calm things down and, and, and help kind of get reorganized. And, 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 man, what a what a great guy to have in place to do something like that for you. Yeah, it's, it's about perfect to have a guy like that that you can call up and say, hey, get down here and uh, – you know, take this job for a month or so and, you know, see what happens. Now, they're going to have a coach long before a month, especially with recruiting and all the implications that we've seen there even already. But, uh, you know, Bob Stoops is going to coach the bowl game. The question is, who's going to coach with him at this point? Uh, You know, several of those guys, defensive coordinator Alex Grinch, wide receivers coach Dennis Simmons, um, left with him this morning. It's been reported that offensive coordinator – or excuse me, offensive line coach. Bill Biedenboe would join him in uh, L.A. as well. So they've got big holes in their staff and not a lot of time or or bodies to fill them. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of that uh, comes together. And this afternoon we'll get a chance to talk to not only Bob Stoops, but Joe Castiglione and Joe Harris as well to sort of get a sense of what's going on in this program and how quickly they can get some of that stuff sorted out. Ryan, in your mind, any chance big game Bob takes that start forever? I just don't see it. I, I think those of us who've been around Bob, uh, you know, before he got out of coaching and over the last couple of years, he's just having so much fun, so much more relaxed, at least publicly, than what he was, especially those last couple of years uh, there at Norman. I just can't see him jumping into that again full-time going through the grind of recruiting, especially in light of all the NIL stuff and the transfer uh, portal era, things like that. I think it's, it's a uh, nice Band-Aid to have over the next few weeks, but it's not something I don't. I think he wants to do full-time again. So who comes to mind for Ryan Aber as the next head coach at OU? Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, you, you've got to start in the Big 12 with uh, – 
Matt Campbell and Dave Aranda and, and, and talking to those guys and see if I think uh, they would be available. You know, it would have been really interesting, I think, if this would have happened, say, a year ago before Shane Beamer took the South Carolina job. I think he would have been the pretty clear internal candidate to jump up and, and uh, get that opportunity. I don't think he's going to come back at, after uh, coaching in South Carolina for a year. So it, it's going to be fascinating. There's a lot of names. But, you know, the interesting thing is when you look at all of the really successful head coach that OU's had, and they've had quite a few, every single one of them has come to OU after having been an assistant somewhere and, and hadn't had head coaching experience coming in. So I know the, the easy call would be, you know, find an up-and-coming head coach or a head coach at a, a, a program that might not be quite where OU is and try to lure them, but the formula for success generally has been go out and get a hot, a hot assistant and uh, go that route, and that'll work out. So it'll be interesting to see what Joe Castiglione does, but there's no doubt there's going to be quite a few candidates uh, out there who are going to uh, go after this job pretty hard. I, I was going to say I would imagine his email is probably – the inbox is probably full right now with, <laughs> with applicants. Oh, yeah, you would, you would imagine so. I'm sure the phone's blowing up. I'm sure – agents and coaches themselves and everybody else are, are calling him but uh you know he's got to make this decision quick because the recruiting impact is pretty seismic as we've already seen uh, like i mentioned earlier with some of the decommitments that they've had signing day coming up here in uh, just a little over two weeks so it's got to be a fast move for joe castiglione although i know he's good about sort of always keeping a short list uh, there so that when, when these things do happen, he can jump right on it. You mentioned Bob Stoops coaching for the bowl game. Do you have any idea, or where is it all leaning toward where OU may end up in a bowl game? Yeah, I think right now it's it's got to be either the Sugar or the Alamo. I think the Sugar it becomes in play if Oklahoma State makes the playoffs, and especially if OSU, say, were to blow out uh, Baylor in the Big 12 championship game, then maybe – uh, the, the Sugar Bowl folks uh, jump up and, and, and take OU there for the Big 12 slot in the Sugar Bowl. Otherwise, Baylor uh, would go there if they happen to uh, either lose or not make the playoff. Uh, and then I don't, I just don't see the uh, see the Sooners falling below the Alamo because I think uh, they're, they're, one OU has never been to the Alamo. I think the folks in San Antonio would love to have them there. And, uh, you know, two, the very real possibility that the Big 12 has two in the New York New Year six uh, would make that the lowest that they would fall. Ryan, take us back real quick to the uh, to, to Bedlam. I mean, we were talking about <laughs> it this, a game this weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in, 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 <laughs> it looked like there for a minute that Oklahoma State was kind of gift wrapping that game for, for OU with, with the muff and, and then the safety. I mean, there was nine points that were just kind of handed to them, but yet uh, I, I kind of thought at that point that OU may take care of their, take care of their business. Yeah, it really looked like it. And, heck, they had an opportunity for a pick six. T. Lawrence had one in that game that if he uh, gets it, takes it in, the game's pretty well over, but uh, the, the offense just did what the offense has done for them at various times this year and completely disappeared. They weren't able to move the ball in the second half much at all. Uh, now, OSU's defense is really 
really good for sure and got after Caleb Williams, started finishing plays that they weren't finishing early in that game. But, uh, you know, just, just I felt like Lincoln Riley got away from running the football uh, very much in the second half uh, with Kennedy Brooks, who'd been so good for them, especially early in that game and uh, just gave the Cowboys opportunity after opportunity to get back in it. Must have put a punt of their own that set up uh, their big touchdown and, uh, you know, just sort of a stunning way to lose it. I don't think anybody would, excuse me, would have been really surprised that OU lost that game by four, but the way they lost it uh, sure was surprising. Yeah, were you surprised that they did go away from Kennedy Brooks and put it on the freshman's shoulders there in Bedlam? Oh, I mean, a little bit, but that's sort of been what Lincoln Riley has done at various times. He sort of forgets almost that he has that guy there available. And, you know, I, I talk about this a fair amount, but, you know, football coaches sometimes seem to outthink themselves uh, a lot of times. And I, I think that's sort of what happened, that uh, they, they went away from that. Now, Caleb Williams dang near uh, won that game for him. I mean, heck, if OSU didn't make a shoestring tackle there, uh, on one fourth down play late in that game, and then you know stopped Caleb Williams after a fifty-something yard gain there in the last minute. We're sitting here talking about OU winning that football game. So uh, you know, certainly Caleb Williams wasn't at fault there for what happened in that game. But uh, was a little bit surprising to see them not stick with Kennedy Brooks for a little bit longer because he'd been so good not only in that game and not only this year, but really throughout his career. With Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler, is there any thought of those guys being in gold and red next year? Oh, I, I think I, I don't think that Spencer Rattler would be, especially after everything that happened this year. But, you know, it's not going to surprise me at all if Caleb Williams winds up, uh, you know, uh, playing in Memorial Coliseum uh, next season. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with not only him, but, you know, a lot of the rest of this team with that one-year uh, transfer uh, rule that got implemented recently, uh, it's not going to surprise me at all if uh, several of those guys wind up joining uh, Lincoln Riley out there. That's the one thing I wish we would have gotten to ask Lincoln Riley today. Unfortunately, he uh, decided to keep his his windows up and, and not speak with us out at the airport, but uh, – would have loved to have asked him, hey, are you going to accept uh, transfers from OU out there at USC? I think you'll find out real quick. <laughs> but uh, Hey, Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, man, again, we know how crazy it is right now for you guys, and uh, we do appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, thank you all for having me on, as always. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. It's Ryan Aber from the uh, the Oklahoma, and, of course, you can get uh, all that uh, OU coverage there on the uh, online on the Oklahoman but man uh again he was I mean, and I don't know if you saw it the the Lincoln Riley when he was like hey I'm not going to LSU well no no you're not uh <laughs> he wasn't storying <laughs> no he no, he was emphatic that he wasn't going to LSU because he was going to USC folks uh so there you go but man uh any any uh, there was a quote from from Lincoln Riley that said it's about the challenge. Well, again, if you want a challenge, there's one right there in Norman where you're trans, uh, you know, where you're a 
taking a program and moving it from the Big 12 to the SEC. He and wanted no part of that. He wanted no part of that. That's what it's pretty clear. Uh, 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Let's uh, talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. You know, they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, the same family-operated business. We're talking about the Emory's, and, and now Braden is uh, – at the helm that you know that covers four generations and that fourth generation is Braden and uh, doing a, a terrific job their reputation's been built one customer at a time and it's a simple it's a simple thing they want to make sure that uh, you as a customer when you go to Pioneer Steel and Pipe that you leave there a satisfied customer they offer the best in custom metal buildings residential metal roofing hay and equipment barns garage and carport covers Angle iron, structural pipe. Uh, it, it, look, they've got uh, American-made grade 60 rebar, 3-8 inch to 3-quarter inch. Ba- what I'm trying to tell you is basically they are your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. They deliver and they unload as well. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has a location down in Bryan and, of course, right here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane. And uh, they're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, Saturdays from 8 until noon. And of course, they're uh, they're they're available online pioneerboys.com twenty four seven Pioneer Steel and Pipe. All right, uh, twenty minutes after eight, time for the Cowboy Update on ESPN Central Texas. Everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas is shorthanded as a starter on offense, and three coaches are added to the COVID list. Details after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit swbc.com for financial services without the labels. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys look to rebound from their Thanksgiving overtime loss to the Raiders when they travel later this week to New Orleans for a Thursday night game at the Saints. But starting right tackle Terrence Steele and both offensive line coaches Joe Philbin and Jeff Blasco, as well as offensive assistant Scott Tolzien, won't be with the team because they're now on the COVID list. Head coach Mike McCarthy concedes this week's preparation is a juggling act. You know, we have some moving parts. One thing that um, we'll be working virtual today and tomorrow. You know, as far as how we're going to play Thursday, we're, we're still working through this COVID situation, and um, you know, so it'll be a light practice. Obviously, coming off the overtime game, you know, we have a lot of guys that played a lot of snaps, and uh, so we've got to be smart today and tomorrow. The good news is receiver C.D. Lamb returns after missing last week's game with a concussion. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. The Baylor Coaches Show. 
Now, 7 to 8 p.m. Wednesdays, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. We'll take this Wednesday off for Thanksgiving, then be back Wednesday, December 1st, and our special guest will be Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. Join us December 1st, live from Rudy's. Join us this Wednesday for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's. Now, beginning at 7 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. High pressure continues to be the main story for our work week with warming temperatures today with a high of 71. Plenty of sunshine filters in tomorrow with even warmer conditions. We're looking at a high tomorrow of 74. Mostly sunny skies for your Wednesday as well with a high of 76. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Time and Ward's 824. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to visit with Brian Bell, the head coach of the Chattah Spring Cougars. But first, let's talk a little Cowboy football. Uh, Ward, the uh, Cowboys, uh, what is that, the third straight Thanksgiving Stink. Day? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, really, I mean, I started – I was just kind of reflecting yesterday afternoon. Things kind of calmed down for a minute before all the Lincoln-Riley stuff. But uh, I was – I was, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was um, – I was sitting there th- thinking about it. I- I- I'm just trying to – I don't know that – and, again, I watch the game as a fan just like everybody else. I mean, we- we're watching on television. But I- I'm thinking about just overall play. I don't think th- – the secondary wasn't very good. Uh, mm-hmm. th- they can't – and I understand they're missing a couple of li- defensive linemen, but they cannot get a pass rush without a blitz. It's awful. Can't do it. Offensive line – I, they got injuries and they got COVID and they they're not playing well. Ezekiel Elliott's got a bad knee, and Dak has not thrown the ball well the last couple of games. Dak did not, not look good. No, did not look good. No, and, and, and you're and you're kidding yourself if you think he did. No, he, it, he did not. No way that you could even look at that and go, eh, it's not Dak's fault. Okay, Denver, he's got to share some of that. You know, minus Atlanta. Are, so here's the question. 
is the sky falling or is this, you know, hey, they can, you know, they'll go to New Orleans, get it fixed, come back and, you know, because they still got, what, a game and a half lead in the East. They're going to win the East unless they just totally crater. Unless they implode. Yeah. They've dropped you, three you or think, four. They've dropped the, three or four. I are don't the think wheels any, off? Yeah, the wheels are wobbling. I mean, there's some lug nuts missing on them. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, they're not playing well offensively, Why? defensively. Why? Where, where, where's, where's the group that was that won five in a row or whatever it was? Where's that group? I, I, that's a great question. That is a that's the million dollar question right now. And, and I get you want to say injuries have something to do with it. Um, fine, and that's legitimate. I, I think that the calf injury to Dak is playing a part of how he's playing. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, Maybe he's overthinking things. Maybe he's trying to compensate. I, I don't know. Um, but I just it doesn't look like the same guy that was there before. And you also have to remember, well, Cooper Rush got a win in the NFL after mm-hmm. Dak went down. And the offense still looked good. It hadn't looked good since Cooper Rush was behind the helm. Well, that one game against Atlanta. But, I, I mean, that was come Atlanta. On. I know. I you get and it. I could have gone out there and beat Atlanta. I get it. I get it. Uh, and, and you know what? And that maybe that was a little false positive uh, when you when you, you said okay they played Atlanta and in, in, in boat raced them, and you're like okay they they fixed it that that Denver thing was just a hiccup. No, it wasn't. Doesn't look like it now. Well, it, facts say it wasn't. They played terrible against Denver, mm-hmm. and they're not getting beat. I mean, they're playing bad football. No, they're playing bad all the way across the board, both sides. And and I again. Boy, and I, I and hate, I'm not a panicky guy. When I, it comes I hate to, to go back to it, but I the, the last two games that Kellen Moore has orchestrated, I, I again I can't figure out what he's trying to set up or what he's trying to do. I think he's taken a large step back in what he was doing before, and people keep saying, "Well, he's being creative; they're just not making plays." Yeah, I, look, I I don't think you have to be so creative. I think you just stick with what got you there, and then throw in some creative plays. I mean, he's going away from the running game, and you can say all you want to Ezekiel Elliott's knee and everything else, and that's why they're going away from it. He's not being effective. Put 20 back there. Let him carry it. He can carry it 30 times. doesn't yeah, matter. You're not asking him to carry it 30 times 17 games. You're asking him to carry it 30 times for a handful of games, whatever that looks like, until you until you can get Absolutely. Zeke back in, into Absolutely. full rotation. But he's doing you no good. And this carries. offensive line cannot pass block as well as, as, as we thought it could right now. Well, And, again, I'd like to see all five starters be in the lineup at one time. That would you, help. You don't get that. No. I mean, for, and you're not going to get it this week. You're not going to get it Thursday night when they play the Saints in New Orleans. It's just not going to happen. I just feel like there's a disconnect in play calling and the availability of what you have. And as the head coach walked down there and just take your headset off and whisper into his ear, run the football. Why not? And I know you're saying, well, they didn't have – look, eight carries for 24 it's yards. It's not enough that, to justify it. That's not a sample size. It's no. not. No, it's not. It's not. All right. Sometimes you have to run the ball when you can't run the ball. You just have to stay with it. And, and, and it pays you, dividends in the second half. Absolutely it does. It pays dividends in the second half. And, and, they're, and again, look, you're without your starting wide receivers. One, uh, was, I, one, one guy's hurt, one guy's selfish. Well, and you just I, I think Kellen Moore has a tendency to hit the panic button too soon. Well, okay. Maybe he does. He's a young, he's a young OC. 
there's a guy that's won a Super Bowl as the head coach. Walk down there and tell him what you want. Mm-hmm. You're in charge. Your name's on the front door. Well, you would think, but he, that maybe that lends to, no, he's not really. Maybe it's still well, <laughs> maybe it's still higher up, and they said, hands off. Well, Jerry Jones said that the, 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 the game plan was for Pollard. Jerry to Jones get, says a lot of things, too. He said that the game plan was for Pollard to get 25 or 30 touches. He didn't get 25 or 30 touches. Not even close. Not even close. So, I don't know. It 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 was not it man, it wasn't even fun to watch. It was just you sat there and you kept going, "Ugh," you know. It was fun to watch my brother and my dad go nuts. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, anyway. All right, uh, 8 uh, 831. Let's uh let's take the break right here. When we come back, we're going to visit with Brian Bell of the China Spring Cougars. We'll talk some high school football next on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Oklahoma State in the Big 12 Championship game this Saturday at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. Live from Arlington, 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Cowboys. Join J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, Saturday morning from Arlington, here on the home of Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Would you like to make an impact on the lives of children by helping build a strong foundation for their education? A degree or certificate through McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Program can put you on the path to a rewarding career in the teaching field. Start your career while continuing to take classes that can apply to a bachelor's degree. Find out how to get started today at mclennan.edu or contact us at 254-299-8786. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 in Imperial. At CMC Auto Group, we have always strived to carry the highest quality pre-owned inventory in town. All vehicles serviced, checked out, oil changed, and ready to drive daily. At CMC Auto Group, Central Texans are our customers, and Central Texans are who we strive to please. Great local financing available with incredibly low interest rates. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 in Imperial. Ian and Claire, tell them where. CMCAutoGroup.com Say habla espanol. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 8 to 5. Baylor and Oklahoma State will meet in the Big 12 Championship game this Saturday. The Cowboys won the regular season meeting in Stillwater 24 14. 
The Oklahoma Sooners are searching for a new head football coach. Lincoln Riley has been hired at USC after posting a 55-10 record in five years leading Oklahoma. Michigan's win over Ohio State has vaulted the Wolverines into second in the latest AP college football poll behind number one Georgia, Cincinnati's three, Alabama's four, and Oklahoma State five. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Baylor, and Oregon finish out the top ten. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eight thirty-four. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward talking some high school football as we welcome into the program the head coach of the Chattanooga Spring Cougars, Brian Bell. Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations on the uh, on the win over the weekend against Carthage. What a uh, what a terrific win for your football team and your program. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, it was a big game for us. Big game for our community, our town. Um, really showed up and showed out um, in Prosper, Texas this past Friday night. Really gave us an edge. Uh, and there was a lot of energy in that in that building that night. And so, uh, yeah, we're really proud of the way our kids showed up and played and prepared that week, and uh, especially playing on Thanksgiving week and being able to get a win like that is something special, and uh, we'll always remember. And you practice on Thanksgiving, and every coach and every player, I mean, that's part of the goal process, isn't it, to be practicing that Thanksgiving morning and going through that walkthrough? Uh, no question. You know, we have a we kind of have some goals that we listed like on our locker room door that our kids get to look at all the time, and that's not one of the goals, but – it's kind of just one of those unspoken uh, goals that you kind of go into the year ever, or out when you when you kind of make the playoffs. Uh, just being able to practice and play on Thanksgiving is something special. Um, you know, being able to spend time with family and and only have to think about football and no, don't have to go to school and little things like that, which is which makes it extra special. But um, it just gives you gives you kind of a perspective and and allows you to be thankful for a lot of different things. Coach, uh, when when you when you look back at the, at this football team and it, it, it when it's all said and done, whether it's AT and T or wherever it is. What's going to be a takeaway for you for this team? Just a, a personal thing, maybe not an X's and O's type thing, but just a personal thing about this this group. Um, this group is going to go down as one of the most uh, trustworthy groups, I think, and uh, mature groups. You know, they they handle their business. They're very mature, very disciplined, and and uh, we can trust them as coaches. And uh, I've never kind of been, been in a, a part of a group or part of a uh, a situation that you've been you were able to trust kids as, as much as we trust them, and we give them a lot of freedom on Friday nights to. Uh, to handle their business and to do what they need to do in order to make plays. And, and that goes offensively, defensively, and special teams. And there's just so much trust built between our, from our coaches to our players uh, and, and also our players to our coaches. And that just uh, – I think that builds a lot of confidence. And, and uh, we just trust each other so much and uh, gives us a lot of freedom. We were talking about it, uh, I think, over the weekend. But, man alive, uh, the region that you're in is just an unbelievable region. So you, you get the win over Carthage, and, and your reward is now you get to go play another quality team in West Orange Stark. I mean, it, no but you know what? It, it, to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? No, no question. You know, that's, that's what you want. You do want to play the best this time of year. Um, and, and we've got an, an, another um, heck of an opponent this week. Uh, Carthage obviously going against Coach Surratt and going against the Carthage Bulldogs is something special. Uh, in, in order for us to, uh, to pick that pick that win up was huge. But uh, we got we got to put that in the past, and we got to go 1-0 this week. We can't allow that victory to kind of uh, um, last and, and, and not really try to stay focused and be prepared this week. So we're going to really have to lock it in and, and uh, put all our attention on on uh, West Orange Stark. Is that the message? Is that Carthage is in the rearview mirror and West Orange Stark is in the windshield? Uh, absolutely, 100. Um, percent You got you got to worry about what's next and and have a next play mentality, and that's what our kids do. I told you our kids are mature, 
Um, and that's really what our coaches are doing a good job of, of believing. And, and yeah, that was fun. I and mean, we're going to remember that forever. But uh, if, in order to get to the goal that we really want to get to, uh, we're going to have to take care of business this week. And uh, we can't assume that we're going to win. We can't assume we're going to state. You know, our entire a lot of people on Facebook, a lot of people on Twitter are telling us that we're already in the state championship. So um, it's just, we got we got to make sure that we um, are, are kind of disciplined in that mindset and, and have some extreme laser focus on, on uh, West Orange Stark this week. How important is it to be able to do that? Just go out and be yourself, not worry about the other color jersey, just play your game and everything else will take care of itself. Well, that's that's what we believe in and and that's no disrespect to our opponent. You know, we have to prepare and we have to try to pick up on tendencies and we have to uh, coach our guys and put them in position to be successful and and uh that's just but, but we just believe when we worry about ourselves and when we take care of our own business um then then we we play a lot better and so uh it really is we try to we try to tell our kids that it is really all about us and uh, if we handle our stuff, then we believe uh, we can go one and zero. Obviously, you're focused on the China Spring Cougars, and I get that. But, Coach, what's it say about Central Texas high school football? Here we are uh, headed into uh, December, and we've got uh, eight UIL teams and one TAPS team here in the greater Central Texas area that are still playing. Uh, pretty impressive. Absolutely. Um, you know, Central Texas has been playing good football for for a long time, and uh, you got coaches like Ray Biles, uh, Don Hyde, um, Coach Woodward over at West, and we got so many. We got Mart. Um, you know, so many, so many good football programs around Central Texas, and and for everybody to uh, to be kind of still lasting and playing their best football right now uh, is really, really special. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of good teams across the state, but uh, Central Texas does th- does uh, play really good football, and for us to be winning like this, it, it says a lot. Hey, I want to just uh, congratulate you on a great win, and uh, wish you the best of luck this week, and and thanks for your time today. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Hey, have a great day. That is uh, Brian Bell, the head coach of the China Spring Cougars. And, and come on, Ward, man, 27 uh, to, to, to 17 over Carthage and, and just went out and got it done, beat a heck of a good football team, beat a heck of a good football program. Yeah, there's no doubt that they're playing very well right now. And you just keep keep your head down and keep plugging if you're a Cougar right now because, you know, you got West Orange Star. But, look, I they're beatable. And we've seen them get beat already this year. So, you know, there's a there's another team sitting out in front of this this offense that's playing very well, and this defense that's giving their offense a chance right now. And so, you know, it all comes together, and and, and anything can happen. And I I I really believe that, you know, I I think China Spring is going to be a very tough out. Yeah, and I was going to say, I mean, you're talking about West Orange Stark being beatable. West Orange Stark better say, you know what, I wonder if China Spring is beatable. I mean, yeah, they might have they're, to. They're playing that well right now. Mm-hmm. So they are. Good stuff. All right, 841. Hey, coming up next, we're going to talk to uh, Coach Scott Drew of the Baylor Bears, the defending national champions. We'll do that next here on uh, here on the program from ESPN Central Texas. John Morris here telling you all about our friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Alumacraft Boats and Mercury Outboards, has boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from the number one fishing and family fun boats by Alumacraft, powered by best-in-class Mercury Outboard. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Hi, 
high school playoff football this Friday night as the West Trojans take on Mount Vernon. Our pregame show at 6.30 on Shooter 92.9 FM. Crawford takes on Marlin with the pregame at 6.30 on Star 104.9 FM. And the Mark Panthers play Chilton with the pregame show at 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss high school playoff football this Friday night at 6.30 from ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday 6 to 8 and Saturday 8 to 5. Baylor and Oklahoma State will meet in the Big 12 Championship game this Saturday. The Cowboys won the regular season meeting in Stillwater 24-14. The Oklahoma Sooners are searching for a new head football coach. Lincoln Riley has been hired at USC after posting a 55-10 record in five years leading Oklahoma. Michigan's win over Ohio State has vaulted the Wolverines into second in the latest AP college football poll behind number one Georgia, Cincinnati's three, Alabama's four, and Oklahoma State five. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Baylor, and Oregon finish out the top ten. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Day 45. 15 now, away from 9. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN. I'm Tom. He's Ward. And on the phone lines with us now is the head coach of the Baylor Bears, Coach Scott Drew. Coach, good morning. How are you on this Monday? Man, I'm doing great. I tell you, all, all Baylor fans should be doing pretty well after the last weekend we had here. So, I, that's great was, weekend of Baylor. I was going to start right there. I was going to say, what a weekend to be, yeah. a, to be a Baylor Bear. I mean, it's just uh, – a heck of a run by both men's and women's basketball, and, and, and of course, a football team won a game, too. And throw volleyball in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, NCAA tournament coming up, so it was, it was a great weekend. Talk a little bit about uh, the, the trip to uh, to the Bahamas, uh, a quality field that you competed against. Well, anytime you're in Atlantis, uh, Battle for Atlantis, or you're in the Maui Invitational, you're going to be playing in the best uh, MTE event, and uh, that means three real quality games on a neutral court, and it's a grind, uh, but it it it, it uh, tests your team's physical and mental toughness. And uh, uh, really, uh, um, the teams that win those kind of tournaments uh, usually have a, a 
um, success, not only in the rest of their season, but also in the NCAA tournament. I was going to say, with that grind, does that help prepare down the road when you get into the to the conference tournament and into the NCAA? But most definitely, from, especially from the standpoint, um, they're emotional wins, but it's quick turnarounds. So game two and three, you're mentally and physically tired, and uh, you got to be able to uh, persevere through it against uh, uh, great competition. And um, that's where you really learn a lot about your team uh, over three day, three games in three days. Coach, how's, how important is it for this team to be able to stay the course, not try to get too far ahead of itself and get over its skis a little bit, being young and, and maybe a little bit inexperienced? Uh, well, that that's where uh, um, uh, teams every year you gotta you got to see how teams handle success and adversity. And sometimes the success is harder to handle than the adversity. So uh, you're 100% right after a tournament like that, a lot of people – uh, talking about uh, uh, the Baylor Bears, and uh, I think you go back two years ago, we really learned a lot about uh, our team when we were able to win 23 in a row and set the Big 12 record because um, they really did a great job handling success and uh, focusing and keeping on one day and one game at a time. And uh, Hopefully this group can do the same. Coach, I mean, we, we all see, you know, the stat sheet and we can look at, you know, points scored and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing I was – when watching your, your team this weekend uh, on, on television was just how hard they play on the defensive end. And, and that's got to be a little want to, doesn't it? Most definitely. And uh, uh, I think uh, um, uh, our coaching staff, Coach Dane, Coach Brooks, Coach Jacobs do a great job. Uh, and prepping the guys offensively and defensively, but at the end of the day, it's uh, 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 our depth that really allows players to exert themselves because we know fatigue makes cowards of us all, but when you have uh, people you can rotate in, keep fresh, not drop off, and then uh, it allows those guys to know that uh, uh, I have to play hard or I can't play. And number two, if I do play hard and I get tired, uh, there's someone that's got my back. So it, it it enables us to do that. And you leave there in Ken Palm Analytics, and we're top five in offense, top five in defense, and um, that's where you want to be. Coach, when you talk about being able to have that depth and play hard on the defensive side and, and moving to the offensive side, how much does that help your transition game, which is a big part of your game? Well, most most definitely good defense uh, leads to easy offense. And uh, uh, if you can, there is no defenses for three-on-one, two-on-one, three-on-two fast breaks. So if you can get stops, you can get turnovers, live ball turnovers, and get in transition, that really helps your offense. So they feed off of each other. Coach, you've won uh, 31 consecutive non-conference games. Do you pay attention to those kind of stats, or is it about getting ready for the next basketball game? Um, well, that's the first I heard of it, so it tells you how much I pay attention to it. So, uh, um, it, it's, it's definitely get ready for the next basketball game. But uh, uh, we all understand how, how tough it is to win each and every night in college basketball with the parity. And um, I think that's what uh, uh, makes college basketball special is uh, any given night scores don't shock you or surprise you. Coach, do you do you look at game time minutes for your players, especially in the non-conference, trying to get ready for conference play and a long run in the tournament, just getting those game time minutes distributed the way you can because you can't replicate those in practice? It's, it's a balancing act from a standpoint. Uh, non-conference, you want to figure out your rotations, who plays best with who, 
um, but you also uh, uh, want to give people experience and give them an opportunity to uh, uh, get their feet wet so that uh, if their role grows or if there's an injury or illness, they have experience to fill in. Um, at the same time, you want to do all that and win games. So it's always a, it's a balancing act, and you're trying to uh, kind of thread the needle on all of that. Tell us a little bit about uh, Akinjo. Uh, he played 33 minutes against Michigan State, 15 points. Uh, just, just where he's at right now. Well, he, he's somebody that uh, uh, comes in with uh, three years of college experience playing at the highest level in, in other Power Five conferences. He's used to uh, the grind, used to playing minutes and, and being competitive. So uh, it, it enables you to play someone like that longer to begin with. At the same time, uh, he's a two-way guy. He gives it to you on the offense and the defensive end. And I think offense is our chemistry and continuity continues to grow and improve over the years. He'll, he'll become even more efficient there. Um, but he's been tremendous offensively and defensively thus far. And uh, two games already with a double-double and uh, I mean, that's that's hard to do in college. And, and that's one of the things we talked about uh, last time we visited was the meshing of, of this basketball team. And, I mean, is there a timeline in your mind, hey, we, I, I'd like to have our rotation set, I'd like to have this, this thing, or is it just a process? It's always a process from the standpoint you usually have injuries or illnesses, things that, that, that change up things, and also you have – times a year where certain people get on a hot streak and um, some people get on a cold streak. So, And then matchups sometimes dictate, do you go smaller, do you go bigger? Um, so you throw all that in the equation. It is a, a, a constant uh, process. At the same time, um, trends develop, and uh, those trends allow us to know um, night in and night out who can we bank on usually plays the best together, and then you make adjustments from there. Coach Scott Drew with us here on Game Time. And, Coach, with the national championship and, and playing as well as you did last year, you, you know that you've got a big target on your back and you're going to get everybody's best shot no matter who it is. Is that something that you talk about internally or is it just, hey, we just go out and play our best basketball and let everything else take care of itself? I think it's a combination of both. First, it's a, something to definitely, uh, if you don't bring the same intensity or more than your opponents, you got no chance. So uh, definitely you have to do that. But at the same time, um, we have to play to our strengths and, and uh, play to our full capability. So I think it's a combination. And uh, players always just want to know the truth, want to know where they're at. And uh, I think a big thing is uh, not sugarcoating things. And uh, um, I mean, I remember uh, 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 when Kentucky was was rolling in the SEC, and they called it the after effect. Like you played Kentucky in that next game, um, you, you were flat because you had gotten so up for them. And uh, I'm sure Kansas uh, had some of the same uh, teams that played them in the Big 12, especially. Uh, um, uh, when they were so dominant, but uh, I, you know you're taking everyone's best shot, and then uh, uh, you know that next game there can't be any let up because you're getting the next person's best shot. So uh, it, it really does uh, help. We always say iron sharpens iron. It really does help uh, keep you focused, concentrating, and, and getting better each and every week. You mentioned the three in a row uh, over the Thanksgiving. Uh, holiday. Now you don't play again until Saturday against Arkansas Pine Bluff. How how do you approach practice this week? Is it any different? Do you give them a little time off uh, coming off that three games? How, what does this week look like? 
Well, great, great question. We did we did give him an extra day off, so today we're off as well, and then tomorrow we'll start practicing again. But uh, um, we we played, I believe, it was seven and fifteen days. So um, the guys need a break from us. We need a, <laughs> a chance to to, to rest, and uh, uh, they need a chance to recover, get their bodies right. And then after that, then uh, what's great about our schedule is. Uh, you look at it, and uh, you got several big games coming up, and uh, each game in college basketball is an opportunity to grow and improve. But uh, um, we we made the the schedule competitive so that uh, uh, our guys uh, would be battle tested before the Big 12 play. And uh, as you move up in the rankings, obviously, uh, um, uh, I know the target just gets bigger, and as people talk about you more. Um, uh, it, it, it makes you stay focused even more. Coach, thanks. Appreciate your time this morning, as always. And uh, we, uh, we we really do appreciate you being with us today. Well, it was a great weekend for uh, Baylor Athletics and a great week. And uh, uh, hopefully everyone can make it to the championship uh, uh, football game. Congrats to football team and Coach Aranda. Uh, they did a, a, a tremendous job. And uh, uh, one thing about Coach Aranda is uh, uh, um, uh, he's not only a great football coach, but he's also a great neighbor for me. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Coach, as always, it's a pleasure. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, you guys have a great week. Thank See you. you. That is uh, Scott <laughs> so Drew. Awesome. He is so much fun. He, I mean, he really is so much fun. Uh, and, and you know what? And he's got them cooking. I mean, I don't know if you got to see any of it this weekend. Uh, they're young guys. Uh, Brown, uh, really good. And, and, and look, Akinjo is new to the program. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so they got some new pieces to go with some of the veteran guys and, and getting that to blend. But, man, alive did they play well uh, in the battle for Atlantis. And, and again, you know, that's, a, that's an auditorium. It wasn't a, it wasn't a coliseum. Was, so you had low ceilings. They had to bring in the bleachers. There was a lot of different stuff to go into all of that. But, man, they, they put it all to the side and went and played and, and won three ball games against three quality opponents. I'm telling you, VCU's a good basketball team. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. A good basketball team. So, there you go. All right, uh, let's uh, talk a second about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, the absolute best burger in all of Waco and Central Texas. And I think it's because of the secret seasoning they put into it and the fact that it's cooked on a flat-top grill and the fact that it's not cooked until you order it. There's no heating lamp going, okay, let's keep these meat patties uh, uh, lukewarm until the next person orders a burger. That's not how it works. I mean, they they cook it when you order it, and they cook it right there in front of you. It's kind of cool. You can sit at the bar, and you can kind of watch uh, your burger being prepared, and kind of a cool thing. And, and of course, they also have, uh, if you don't want a burger, and I can't imagine you don't, but if you don't, chicken fried steak sandwich, grilled chicken sandwich, Philly cheesesteak sandwich, fries, curly fries, tots, onion all that stuff's available at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. And remember, they can cater. If, if you've got an event coming up, a wedding, or, or uh, you know, maybe a graduation party, or or, or maybe a Christmas party, and, and you want uh, you want Double R to cater it. And it's not just burgers. Whatever that you want on that menu, they can prepare for you and cater. So keep that in mind. Give David or Perry a call uh, at uh, 753-1603 if you want to talk about catering for a uh, holiday party coming up this uh, this year. 753-1603. That's also the number if you want to call in and have your, uh, your order uh, call in your order and go through the drive-thru. It's 753-1603. We're talking about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. All right, uh, 857, three away from nine. Again, we could have gone till noon today. It's, it's just one of those sports days. And, man, we appreciate everyone who's uh, been a part of the program today. And 
We will uh, continue. We'll talk a lot more high school football over the next couple of days. But we had so much to do today, and want to thank everyone uh, who's been a part of the program today. Uh, thanks to Jerry Hill of uh, of the Baylor Bear Insider. Also, thanks to Ryan Aber from uh, the Oklahoman, Brian Bell, the head coach of China Spring, and of course to Coach Scott Drew, the head basketball coach of the Baylor Bears, for being on the program. We'll do it again tomorrow at at uh, seven a.m. Uh, we got Greeny coming up at nine. JMO's here at 3. Uh, by the way, I want to say this real quick, and I meant to say this to Jerry Hill. Jerry Hill has covered 400 Baylor football games. Four, uh, he celebrated his 400th consecutive game on Saturday. John Morris Ward has been behind the mic for 402 consecutive Baylor football broadcasts. Think about that. Never sick, never had a conflict. Uh, 402 consecutive Baylor broadcasts. For John Morris, that is that is impressive, and we congratulate JMO for uh, for being a part of 402 consecutive football broadcasts. So there you go. It's amazing. It is indeed. All right, uh, we'll do this again tomorrow morning at uh, 7 a.m. Until then, have yourself a great day. For Ward, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds beautiful wedding rings and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel and Company, New York. Each piece, a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond. The one stop for your farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, Bar None Country Store also has fencing products and panels with gates and culverts, plus a good selection of deer feed and feeders. They also have the latest styles of men and women's clothing, plus those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude. Go by and see Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.